far too many female advisors have spent years adapting to a business model designed for men, which often undermines their strengths as women. Not anymore. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, a show designed to empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, founder of Femex Advisor, will inspire and empower women to leverage their natural strengths as women and create a more successful practice that feels effortless. Follow along for female-driven inspirational and motivational strategies to help you create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Now, onto the show. Well, welcome everybody to today's Femex Advisor podcast. I'm Adri Miller Heckman, founder and your host today, where women fearlessly embrace their authentic self. So I'm very excited about our guest today. I worked with Lynn for quite some time, and this is a woman who is determined to save the world. I mean, talk about having a purpose. Lynn Daly from Focus Financial, you started out with a purpose and that drove you your whole career. So take us down this path. How did you get started? How are you going to save the world? (laughs) Well, I started thinking I could save the world early on in life, but I started my path to actually doing that in college. I graduated with a degree in social work and went ahead and worked for child protection. And I was going to save the world. That was my goal. I've always had a very compassionate heart. And I thought, oh, I've got to make a difference out there. I've got to somehow help people. So some would say that social work And Wall Street are two opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. (laughs) Well, bridge that gap for us. I believe that they're the, they're one in the same, that switching my focus from social work to financial advising was a very easy thing to do. I use every single skill I learned in my social work studies in my office today. And so there is a very strong correlation for me between Wall Street and social work. So you're, you start, you are a social worker, correct? correct? Yeah. And you did that for? I did it while I was in school too. So I'd say three years. And what happened? What something changed? Well, I, I've always had this autoimmune disorder that I started dealing with when I was 13, I got mono like five times and they were like, what's going on with this girl? So kissing a lot of boys, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So we went down to Mayo Clinic and I was diagnosed with my maiden name. Uh, They didn't know of anybody with this, this particular autoimmune disorder. And so in college, you know how stressful that is. You're running around, you're interning, you're doing all sorts of things. I got very sick. And uh, the doctors had a heart to heart with me when they found out I was in social work and said, you've got to find something that's more nine to five where you can rest and rejuvenate. See, I was running all around 
Mm. picking up kids and bringing them to their parents. And it's also emotionally draining, isn't it? It was, I still have dreams about certain individuals. Yeah. So how did you enter financial services and what made you think it was nine to five? (laughs) Well, it, it technically is nine to five once you've sort of passed the hump. Right. So it, what I love about uh, being a financial advisor, number one, is the flexibility in hours. That's huge for women. It is huge. And I had a, I didn't have a daughter when I started, but eventually I did. And that was very important. But mm. I, I truly, I started, so I was in college. I was doing interns at Bethany Center, which is this place designed to help people. And then I switched my focus and started working for two financial advisors. So you were on the admin support side. Correct. Uh Yeah. I started with my series six and worked for two really great guys. They had the penguin approach, but I didn't understand at that young of an age, what a difference it makes to be around let's say, enlightened people or people that treat you just as an individual rather than a gender. Oh, interesting. So for those that um, don't understand, we often talk about that women advisors are these beautiful peacocks and we're thrown into the land of penguins. We are. Penguins want us to succeed and they have built a model that works for penguins, but it doesn't necessarily work for peacocks. So you started to see that differentiation in your role? I I very much did early on. So from the job I had assisting the two advisors, I moved on. Prudential had a pilot program at the time for financial advisors. There were two women in the group, and we really were told, like, you're going to be able to sell everything. And, you know, it was just... A different time, let's say. (laughs) So I learned how to be an advisor at Prudential. Like a penguin. Like a penguin. And I really had it down, didn't I, Ed? Yes, you did. Yes. (laughs) You know, I I want to stop you there for a second. I think that the beautiful part about your career history is that social work is a very intuitive. It really nurtures that female part of us, Mm -hmm. right? And then you became an assistant and worked for two decent guys, but they were penguins. So you weren't as brainwashed into the penguin world as many women who have been in this industry. I mean, I was uh, on the support side for 10 years before I became a financial advisor. And for many women, that's a huge shift. But you saw it early. Now, wasn't that a little scary? All of a sudden, you go from being a social worker to working a couple years as support side. And now you're a full-fledged financial advisor. Did you know what that really entailed? No, I always always just go for whatever it is I want. And Think about all that stuff later. Do you think that, and I may be jumping ahead, that you have 
a natural ability to kind of get clear on what you want and then move? Correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it starts as a feeling somewhere in my stomach where I know that I want something or that I want to try it out. And so I went for it. And back then they paid you to study. And if you failed, you were out of job. You were out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it went. And so I really studied and passed the seven. So here you are a financial advisor with Prudential. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Well, they wanted me to sell more life insurance than I was comfortable with. First of all, that started leaking in almost right away. And that's when I knew this wasn't about what's best for the client. This is what's best for the company. And I have a fundamental problem with that. I did work there and my dates may be wrong, but yeah. I feel like I worked there six years or so. <laughs> and everybody around me started leaving. So I would acquire their clients. So I was sort of, I don't know, in this industry, everything's ranked. So I, I was up there closer with the bigger producers. Oh, great. And, and then I got recruited over to where I am today in 2001. And what kind of a firm are you at today? Is it a RIA? Is it a big broker dealer? Are you independent? What? I am independent and I clear through Pershing and Royal Alliance. So, I mean, in a very short period of time, you go from social work. Yeah. Then you go to the support side, admin side of the financial services industry. Then you become a financial advisor, and six years later, you're independent. Right. I had my own firm at that point. So I'm going to go back to, I I loved what you said. You said, first, it starts with a feeling. Yes. Then it moves to what you want. You must be very clear as to what you want, and then you take action. Well, and you have to be pretty determined as well. What do you mean by that? Determine um, for what? Well, back then things were different and well, they still are, but yeah. the reality is there I wasn't shown the path to becoming my own firm or my own advisor. I had to find and sort of plow my own path. Yes. Uh, and you did well. I mean, so so you're independent, you've built a good business. Now, mind you, I think it's so important for the audience to understand that when COVID hit and we're all having to wear masks and be safe and really, you know, sequester ourselves, well, this was Lynn's life. And she's like, finally, they're all living my world, right? So all this time you're building this business with a, you know, a disease that Well, just before I met you, you had spent, you thought you were going to die. You went into the hospital, you had an episode. And I mean, what was that like? Well, I got sick. We don't really know how. The doctors are so funny. They tried to blame it on the bats in my attic, but I hadn't been (laughs) anywhere near them. So my problem is bacterial infection. Are those Wuhan bats? (laughs) (laughs) 
who knows? Yeah, they could have flown over somehow. But yeah, so, but it I wasn't even near the bat. But the reality is, I'm always in trouble if I catch something bacterial. Yes. So, you know, viruses, I'm usually fine. It's the bacterial diseases. So okay, what I used to get a lot of is sinus issues. And that would take me down. So when I say take me down, I mean, like in the hospital, hooked up to stuff, you know, 100% antibiotics all the time. So it's so not- now you're you've got this episode. And you actually didn't you give away a part of your book and you kept I did. Okay. I did. I had a pretty big book and I gave away two thirds of it. Okay. And you come out of this and soon after you reached out to me. Correct. I had sort of one of those crisis moments where I knew I didn't have the energy to continue on the old way, but I didn't know what the new way was. Okay. And somehow I came to you through the internet somehow. You and I talked initially and uh, yeah, so it was it was like, oh, there's another way. There's yes. another you But know. you were a peacock. You had been well trained by a very traditional broker dealer. Mm-hmm. And you were very aware as we started to incorporate the more feminine components, mm-hmm. you could easily, and just because I think part of it is you're so intuitive, you were like, oh my God, this is so hard for me, mm-hmm. right? This is hard for me. And you were so aware of the differences between a more feminized model that is more in tune with the lifestyle and the schedule that a woman needs mm-hmm. versus the penguin model. Correct. So that was a big shift. I mean, holy cow, you've been, you know, we all have crisis in our life and we wonder how we're going to move on. And we're afraid to make some changes in our business. Mm-hmm. You're used to life-threatening changes. Correct. I mean, that has to give you a perspective that what the hell, right? I mean, well, and, and it leads you to buy a lot of disability insurance as well. But yes, I do have that sense of fear or whatever you want to call it all the time. What made you shift your focus to women? Well, you know, my mom was a doctor and my parents got divorced when I was very young and I watched her try to figure out the finances and get it together. And she couldn't. And she, to me, and she was brilliant, though, brilliant. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't a learning problem. I knew it was nobody's being kind to her. No, you know, everything's a struggle. And she really needed somebody to help her. And she started saving for retirement at 40, which was interesting to me. So that really inspired you to kind of shift your focus. And I think for you, it was really a good move because one, the model that we've created at Femex is really designed to leverage women's strengths, which 
you have a lot of coming from your social world. You had adapted to this penguin model and you were still very good at it. Can you imagine what, I mean, you've built an amazing career, a very successful business, but can you imagine what would have happened had you had a model that was designed for you to leverage all those strengths that you had from day one? That would have been ideal. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the reality is, as women, is we create our own paths. Yes. We, we just do. And I have known ever since I was very little that I, I really don't like working for other people. It's I have got to be able to control where I am, what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. You know, that's interesting you say that. You had an entrepreneurial mindset. Correct. And it's interesting because I was just yesterday had a call with a new client, very successful business, generating five, six hundred thousand dollars a year. And she realized just from that initial process, she said, you know what I realized? I'm acting like I'm an employee instead of That's acting insightful. like I'm an entrepreneur. Correct. And that is a really important thing that women as advisors need to think about. Mm -hmm. You are, whether you're under the umbrella of a big broker dealer, whether you have managers, you are the entrepreneur that is paying their salaries. Correct. And the only thing that matters is your success. And I think what you bring is and, and, and what I would challenge a lot of women to think of is somehow recognize that this is it. This is your only chance to do it and do it your way. Well, and we only have one life to live, right? So don't do any of this. Oh, I wish I've done this sooner. Right. You know, get on the block and and start to making, you know, I had those creative Fridays where I would sit and wonder, well, what do I want to have happen? Well, all of those things have happened. So it, I truly believe that we manifest our own destinies. Granted, the bad things that happen, I can't explain to anybody, but I do know that the good things that happen are really just from intention and then creating those tasks that will create that intention. Yeah. That and, sense. you know, earlier you brought up flexibility. Right. And you have taken advantage, like the Focus Fridays we talked about incorporating mm -hmm. into your business. Correct. I was working with a group of leaders in a big broker dealer, and I was showing them how you know, a man can sit and focus on his job and not be thinking about the kids at school or they forgot to do this or they need to do this, right? So you almost think about a man's brain is channeled. Correct. Okay. And then when they shift roles, they shift channels. Our brains are going five different directions at once. Now, to ask a woman two things, to sit and cold call and they can't multitask. Oh, oh, oh it's, I told them it's like torture. Yeah. 
we have a lot of Edward Jones advisors and they were weaned on the door knocking. Great approach. But if I had to door knock, I would shoot myself. Now, if I could go door knocking with a jogger stroller and have one of my kids in the jogger stroller. So now I'm spending time with my daughter. I'm getting exercise and now I'm door knocking. I'd be I'd kill it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So do you think women in this business really embrace flexibility like they should? Not at all. I think, well, first of all, there's so few of us. So I only have two other colleagues at my firm of 300 plus advisors. Secondly, what I've learned through the pandemic is you can create and structure your own day, how you want to do it. You have to get the work done, though. I mean, you can't dilly dally. But what I've learned is I work so much smarter. Yes. When I'm on the clock. Yeah. You know, I work less hours than all the financial advisors around me. But it was as if my image is I'm, you know, in California, my head's down. I come into the office at 6 a.m. and I'm out by 2.30. I have limited time. And so it really forces you to focus on the big rocks, the real priorities, because a lot of that other crap you're doing all day long, it's not growing your business. Right, right. There's a lot you can let go of. And when you're feeling good, especially someone like you, Lynn, when you're feeling rested, when you're feeling healthy, Mm -hmm. when you're building your business and you're feeling really energized, it's not just about the numbers, you can get so much more done in less time. And you just feel so grateful for the opportunity. That's Mm -hmm. what this business is for women. And they need to embrace the opportunity for flexibility. Well, and I feel like the front stage and backstage of what we do has sort of melded throughout COVID. Yes. I've got a jacket and a shirt on today, but I'm normally in a very comfy sweatshirt that might look like a sweater or... You want to be nice from the waist up. (laughs) Correct. And, And back in the day, I mean... We would have to wear nylons and the suit, you know, and the heels. But now is a different time. It is a different time. I'm so excited for those that are just starting out, the women especially, because they can do it their own way. And the sooner they figure that out, the better. And, you know, for many people, COVID has has changed everything in our lives. It's changed Mm -hmm. everything right? But we can look at the negatives or we can, as women advisors, look at COVID and say, okay, it's my opportunity to change my life, change the way I do business, make it more flexible, make it more entrepreneurial, make it more me. Lynn, we're going to have to wrap this up. What advice would you give other women that not just starting in this business, but have been in this business a while based on your experience in life? Well, I have a lot of advice to depart, but the reality is, is be yourself. Yes. If they aren't showing you the path to where you want to go. So for instance, I can't be a partner because I'm a woman at my firm, basically is what I found out. Yeah. But it's funny now. But if I was younger, 
I would say, you've got to show me, you've got to show me the path. Somebody needs to to do this because what's happening now is there's no diversity and we need diversity on boards and all over the place because we, as women, anybody of color, anybody that's different, you know, I've also have a disability, but the main thing for those of us that have been doing this a long time is to schedule in your exercise, the things that bring you joy. Yes. You know, do that first. I plan out my quarters in advance. Every time I've got my exercise in there first, I've got the things that make me happy, like a massage or getting your nails done or whatever you're happy is. Schedule that in. Many times advisors will say, yeah, I just, I'm not spending enough time with my husband or, you know, I'm working on the weekends. I'm not there for my kids. Put that in first. You're absolutely right. Then Take a day or there's a day a week where you and your husband go to lunch and spend the rest of the day together. You will be better and more effective when you are at work because you're feeling really good about the other priorities in your life. Lynn, you're uh, amazing. You have overcome so many challenges. And I think what I learned from you is listen to what you're feeling. Mm hmm. Use those feelings to identify what you want and go for it. Go for it. Yes. Love it. Thank you, Lynn. For those that love this podcast, I would encourage you to share. If you want to learn more about uh, Lynn's practice, go to focusfinancial.com. And if you're interested in any coaching, check us out at femexadvisor.com. But these are women who are fearlessly embracing their authentic self. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor Podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.